Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. All right, in 15 minutes, the final keyword of the day will be revealed here on the John and Ken Show. For a shot at $1,000, you just enter it at the website, kfiam640.com. We're going to have a chance to talk to a man by the name of Steve Paul this hour. He's the father of one of the people that was shot by the 7-Eleven robber. That man has killed two and wounded a couple of other people. That uh, robbing spree that began early Monday morning. Ironically, the date was 7-Eleven. I don't know if that enters into this evil person's plan to do this, but that's what happened. Uh, the victim's name is Jason Harrell. His father, Steve Paul, will join us in about 30 minutes. We have Steve Gregory here because she's back. <laughs> Barbara Ferrer, the LA the County. human drone. LA County Health Director, uh, still drunk on her power, and she wants another mask mandate soon. That's right, guys. I'm really good to be here today. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting used to this. I'm going to bring it back again. Are these updates still on Zoom? <laughs> yes. They are, that's right. Yeah, and she, she wouldn't was... dare bring people together in a room, right? No, and she wore a mask today by herself. <laughs> oh, no. She's in a room by herself? In a room by herself, wearing no. a mask. The and... room she hasn't left in two and a half years. I haven't dialed up that. Uh, you know what's funny is I haven't dialed into that for a while now. So our editors have been covering it because, you know, there's been really no big developments until now. And uh, so I, I dialed on today. You could have taken the update from two years ago right. and played yes. it, and it's the same thing. 
Nice. Well, there's no oh, well, new information about the virus itself. Well, we'd be like the only county in the country to go back to indoor masking. Pretty much, yeah. But, but, but remember, <laughs> we're not the ones. That we're not, and it's not a punishment now. Remember, we lead the way. Right. That's right. the way it's positioned. We're the oh, leaders. Yeah, we're point. the innovators. Okay, okay. So we've got a hospital rate. And this stuff I read maybe uh, a week ago. So I don't know how out of date right. it is. But our peak hospitalization lately is one-eighth of the peak hospitalization from two years ago. And 60% of the people hospitalized uh, are we're not, not there because they came there with COVID complications. We're not right. admitted for COVID, but you know they did a blood test and they found out, oh, you have it in addition to your big illness. Here's Barbara Ferrer. Currently, 5.4% of beds are occupied by COVID patients in LA County. This is an increase of 84% compared to one month ago. 5%. As I've mentioned 5%. in past briefings, if we remain in the high COVID-19 community level for two consecutive weeks, that would be through July 28th. We would implement universal indoor masking on July 29th to help slow the rate of transmission and protect those most vulnerable. But this is a new metric they've come up with. Well, actually, this is the CDC metric. There's three metrics in which they use to determine which category we're in. And we've been in the medium category for a while. And what they do is it's the seven-day case rate, which we're at 370 per 100,000. There's the seven-day admission average right now. We're at 10 and a half admissions in the hospital per 100,000. And the seven-day staffing versus patient metric. And we're at 5.4% as you heard. Okay, right but this, like I said, it, it's low by COVID standards. 5% and of the beds are COVID patients? Mm -hmm. That means 95% aren't. So what's, what's the, what it's, is this? It's still, and, and she says it's still a burden on the hospital system because it, other people are there for other things, and it's still cases of COVID that shouldn't be there. We're not well, hearing that from the hospitals the way they were crying last year and the year before about being overwhelmed. This right. is crazy. But she but, says we're well on our way to that spot. But, but, but we've oh, got, no, we're we not. got 3,000 counties and 2,999 other counties. I'm sure there are hot spots around aren't, aren't imposing this mask rule. This is just abuse of power. Well, we have two weeks to get our act together, Joe. There's nothing we get our act together. <laughs> two weeks to oh, get our act together. Now, hey, apparently uh, she, I heard her bemoan the fact, Steve, that people are not voluntarily wearing masks right. indoors. So, and this is because of you two right There's here. There's a lot of misinformation circulating about COVID, <laughs> including that at this point, it only causes mild illness. Well, then, wait a minute. Did you hear that? It does. There's a lot of misinformation, but listen. Including that at this point, it only causes mild illness. <laughs> she still <laughs> has that. She still has that. At this point, it only causes yeah. mild illness. Uh, so, um, Unfortunately, um, this isn't true. And COVID is still one of the leading causes of death in L.A. County. All right, so what was the number today? Because I got the memo from them uh, in terms of the deaths. So here it is, the press release. All right, so they reported 14 new deaths due to COVID-19 in L.A. County. Mm -hmm. You know, 14 people are going to die on any given day in L.A. County, or even more than that. I mean, That's a at some number. point, you have to look at these numbers. I'm looking at the daily deaths from the last week. 14, 15, 14, 9, 12, 18, 18. Well, and then the majority of those deaths, I don't know if it says in there, are coming from assisted care. Oh, right. The elderly and people with underlying Right, because conditions. the vaccines have worn off. The boosters have worn Protect off. Protect those people more, then. Yeah, that, that's up to the, to the nursing homes. That's to, what other states with sanity did, I, like Florida. I, mean, I, am not, I don't go into nursing homes. There's no way I can hurt a nursing home resident, nor can they hurt me. 
So if most of the deaths are in nursing homes, this is back to the same problem at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. It's I, just bad management inside those buildings. I heard an interview with a Johns Hopkins uh, uh, professor, a, a doctor professor, and he said, be, you know, both from a mental standpoint and a physiological standpoint, really the best thing for medical professionals or health departments to do is just strongly recommend you wear a face cover. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah, and not, you know, but imposing rules again like that is going to further push everyone over the oh, cliff. People hate this. They hate this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the average person, what, what I run into, everybody hates this. Everybody mocks it. I don't. They're not going to get much compliance this time around, because the numbers don't support it either. There, there's nobody really well, walking around feel, fearing, feel, feeling fearful anymore. John, you are part of the problem because you're spreading misinformation. I'm, <laughs> well, every day I do see people wearing masks outdoors. You know what? But I'm, not. A, it's not a high percentage. Well, I love them the do ones, that. Well, I in love Florida. I didn't see anybody. I love the ones that are wearing them in the cars on the freeways. Yeah, those yes, by driving alone. No, no, it, it's it's a mental patient test. If you're wearing one <laughs> in a car on a freeway by yourself, cuckoo, cuckoo. Well, I will tell you, I have been wearing one in the grocery store. I when I go to the grocery store or places, large places like that, I find myself putting one on. Oh yeah, just yeah. because you're you but think I'm it's around, a disgusting place. I, I you know what. And then travel, when I just got back from Colorado, I wore it on the plane and wore it in the airport. Nah, I don't wear them anymore anyway. I just, you I'm know. I'm just not afraid of, any, of this stuff. Well, I am, because you're a little thinner than I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> remember, remember, my weight is, makes me an underlying health condition. <laughs> you are a walking, walking, under, walking yeah. underlying health condition. <laughs> so I have to be just a little more careful than you guys do. All right, All right well, so we have two weeks to possibly not be in this stupid right, two weeks situation. to get your act together, everybody. Right, so she's thinking, well, the people volunteer. By the way, uh, which part of town is getting all the cases? Is it the same thing that's east, the east side of town? You know what? I, I, you know, I did not look that up, and she didn't say. Ah. But she she steered directly from you know this overall thing again and the metrics and all that. And then as soon as she launches into the poverty, you know, the poverty metrics. In the equity oh, metrics no, and all that, no. going back that, that direction, yeah. So oh, I was just like, well, poverty I, you know. and oh, that they never stop. It's like a religious cult. It really is a religious cult. And they go through the stations of the cross. They have to <laughs> bow at the uh, at the poverty altar and then the equity altar. Yes. Uh, God. Well, equity inclusion. I, you know, I asked the question one time. At what point do you wash your hands of this? Because how many times can you force people in in underserved communities to get served? I mean, how right. many? How far in? They do you should go? have been served by now. Well, I was going to say you you you're driving the van up to their parking. I mean, up to their driveway. You're mm -hmm. getting out and walking in the house. And they say no. I mean, how much more are you going right. to do? Yeah, they're not say, underserved. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting concierge service yeah, right at their leave kitchen me alone. table. Get away! So oh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Crap. It's weird. All right, All right Steve. Thank you, you very much. Steve Gregory, KFI News on the Grim update this afternoon from Doctor Grim. Barbara Ferrer, the L.A. County Health Officer, that we may be. Going <laughs> We're in back, hell. You know that in hell. She's always on the TV screen. Always telling people to put masks on. That's what hell is. We cannot cancel this show as much as we try. All right. Coming up next, the first thing you're going to hear is your chance at some money with the keyword. John and Ken, KFI. All right. Uh, don't go anywhere. Coming up after 530, we're talking to the father of one of the victims of the 7-Eleven robbery crime spree that left two dead and several wounded. Uh, coming up will be Jason Harrell Sr.'s father.
Jason Harrell was shot at the 7-Eleven in Riverside in the early morning hours on Monday and has got a severe injury after being shot in the head at close range. Find out more and you can also donate. We have the fundraiser link on our website. It's a GoFundMe at KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. Uh, Hunter Biden's always in the news. I mean, you could probably find a story every single day. And of course, this was fueled notoriously by him leaving his laptop at a repair shop in Delaware, never coming back for it. So the guy that was supposed to repair the laptop eventually just turned it over. And most of the media, the mainstream media, was skeptical that it was not fake news, but it was actually Hunter Biden's laptop. And that was aided more recently by the fact that apparently he uh, he backed up his uh, cell phone on the laptop. So they've been able to get a hold of texts and voicemails that Hunter Biden uh, made in the last several years. The newest update, though, uh, comes more locally. Uh, you may not know this, but uh, Hunter Biden, for some time, lived in Venice. Now he lives in Malibu. And that's the subject of this story, because he did eventually pack up his family and move from Venice to Malibu. And this story says his former neighbors are furious. Because, you see, when Hunter Biden lives in your neighborhood... The Secret Service lives there, too, because they have to protect the son of the president. And they chase the homeless out. That's the bottom line. He lived in a four-bedroom, 3,000-square-foot home that supposedly cost $25,000 a month to rent. Um, came with 24-hour protection from God. the Secret Service. We are paying tax money to protect that crack addict. Yes. Wow. What a Joe great still loves him, I yeah. think. I don't think he loved him very much when he was well, a little maybe kid. he doesn't know who he is anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, looks like there was some neglect there. Uh, yeah. His, his ex-neighbors in Venice say as soon as his security left, that was it. The vagrants came right back in. And the street now is full of tents, trash bags, blankets, fold-up chairs and other items God, that line that, the sidewalks. Isn't that galling? I mean, that's just the most gall. I can't imagine how furious people must be in this Venice neighborhood. That they had a, a, a brief respite from the invasion of the lunatics, all the drug addicts, all the mentally ill, all the, the violence and, and, and degradation. They get a break only because Hunter Biden, who, who spent time as one of those people, remember? He was living he was in a on tent Skid Row. Here in LA on Skid Row, smoking crack. He was yeah, living in a tent. For a time, that's where he ended up because of his addiction. Right. But when he became eligible for Secret Service protection, I guess they got him out of the tent, put him up in a, in a, in a Venice home, and cleared all the other homeless people well, out. He's a big businessman now, making all these deals with Chinese companies <laughs> thanks to his dad's connections. <laughs> the big guy, right? Like there's. As I said before, prepare There's, yourself, because if the Republicans take control of the House of Representatives, this is all they're going to do next year is but, investigate Hunter Biden. Yeah, but but in Venice, all they care about is getting the homeless back out. And, of course, what is this? This is Mike Bonin's district. This is that, Bonin's course, yeah. fiasco. So Bonin helps arrange for the homeless to be cleared out when Hunter Biden is living on the block. And then as soon as Biden moves out, 
Bon and lets all the crazy people back in. The quote from a Venice resident, I guess this story was originally in the Daily Mail. As homeowners in Venice, our neighbors have struggled with out-of-control homelessness that made our streets and neighborhoods unsafe. When Hunter moved into the neighborhood, the street was immediately cleared of the homeless. The minute he moved up to Malibu, his old street in Venice became a tent city. How is this fair to Venice homeowners? Now, I should tell you the person behind that quote is a woman by the name of Anne McElhaney. She says it just shows how the Bidens truly live a different life than the rest of us. But she and her husband are producing a comedic biography on the ups and downs of Hunter Biden. And I wonder if they were doing that before he moved in, or is that just a coincidence? It's called My Son Hunter. <laughs> I don't know. It does not have a release <laughs> date. <laughs> and apparently it stars that Mandalorian actress that I, got I, dumped from the show, Gina Carano. Maybe Hunter moving into the neighborhood inspired the idea. Maybe it did. It seems like it can't be. A, yeah, it can't be any more than a coincidence. Twenty five thousand dollars a month. Well, it's beachfront uh, property. Uh, apparently, it costs five point four million dollars. This Venice property. Now he's in a six bedroom Malibu mansion. Yeah, I think that's even more rent. Imagine that if it comes to the ocean oh, view. Oh, the Chinese pay well. They. So yeah, do the he's Ukrainians. Doing okay, stop knocking him. <laughs> stop knocking him. Another resident of Venice, and I don't think this guy's doing a movie, Ricky Otterstrom, said, I see Hunter Biden's Secret Service parked out front of his house every morning when I walk to the beach to surf. They are there 24-7, which is a plus for us here in the Venice Canals. We need the extra security considering the amount of crime we have. Interestingly, though, the homeless people who were living up along the street he now lives in are gone. But again... That's old news because supposedly now that he has moved his family up to Malibu, some of the homeless have come back. Of course. In fact, I saw another story that there's more tents popping up in home in Venice. And of course, that was the subject of much attention last year and the year before when the L.A. County well, Sheriff, LA, Alex Villanueva, got involved to help clean it up. They're going to keep on coming from all the other 50, 49 states. That's what's been going on. It's still going on. There's something appealing about Venice, I guess, because it's beachfront and it's always had because, a hipster kind of... Because kinda... it has a reputation that anything goes. Kinda and then is. and then all the publicity showing what was going on, the beach and the boardwalk and the surrounding neighborhoods, every one of these uh, crazy people saw it on their phones. They all have phones. They all can watch the news as well as any, any of us. And they do. Come to the beach. Right. Now, you'll I mean, be rewarded, and particularly if guys like Mike Bonin have their way because they've decided that wherever you are squatting, we should get you housing there. Permanent, beautiful, supportive housing. Yeah, except they don't get housing. They just continue living in the tents on the streets, doing their drugs and terrorizing everybody. Nothing has changed. Everything's gotten worse. It, it, other than and, uh, Villanueva clearing up some of the high-profile encampments, everything is as bad as it always was. I guess the media has gotten bored with covering it. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like become the, the uh, Russia-Ukrainian war. Just uh, right. let the atrocities go on. When we return, our guest will be Steve Paul. He reached out to us. He is the father of one of the 7-Eleven victims, that robbery spree that uh, uh, happened early Monday morning uh, at a number of 7-Elevens throughout Southern California from Riverside to Santa Ana. His son, Jason Harrell, was shot at a 7-Eleven in Riverside 
and apparently has pretty, pretty serious injuries. His father is going to talk about him, talk about the ordeal, and talk about his son's recovery. There is a GoFundMe on our webpage if you want to help out. John and Ken Show, KFI. All right, as you know, uh, the big news this week, and it's not good news, early Monday morning we had a robber go on a spree at 7-Elevens in several different locations in Southern California. He killed two and wounded a couple of other people, including stores in La Habra, Brea, and Riverside. They believe it could be the same robber who struck in the northern San Fernando Valley at some smaller businesses like coffee uh, donut shops and coffee shops and the like. 7-Eleven announced a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of this person. And we heard from a man by the name of Steve Paul, who was the father of the man who was shot and wounded in Riverside, Jason Harrell. And he wants to come on the show and talk about uh, the horrible ordeal and everything else. Steve. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. And, and sorry to hear what happened to your son. Um, thank you for that, and thank you for having me on. Uh, tell us about Jason's condition right now. Well, Jason's condition is they've categorized it as grave. He's in the intensive care unit here in uh, Riverside. And uh, his right side is paralyzed because of the fact that he got shot in the back of the head on his left side. And uh, they're just trying to get the swelling down in his head. Uh, he's still unconscious. He comes in and out, but there's not much recognition. Uh, he's squeezing our hand with his left side. And it's it's just a big mess. Uh why was he at the Seven Eleven? Um, his where he lives, he his uh, his girl and his daughter were already asleep. This happened about one forty in the morning, and he decided just to walk down the street to the uh, La Sierra Seven Eleven there on Norwood and La Sierra to get something to drink, maybe a pack of cigarettes. I'm not sure, but he uh, <clears throat> he was. Uh, either walking in or walking out when it happened. The video, I guess, shows uh, it was just him, and, you know, it was like just some real malicious act. Uh, and no reason for it. So the guy... Right, so he just, he just shot your son, just point blank, just like that. Yep. And, and there was no... Yeah. Um... There was no exchange. Uh, was there a, an argument, a scuffle? Yeah. Uh... I mean, your son's not a worker at the Seven Eleven. He wasn't trying to. Was he trying to rob your son? Do we know? No, and that's the funny thing. It, it's like he he was either walking in or walking out on the video. The guy came right up behind him and shot him in the back of the head on the left side. Wow. He was just an innocent customer. That's that's what the detectives uh, told us. You know, that's on the on the video. So. We're just real, real concerned and, you know, taking it one day at a time. It only happened a couple of days ago. So we're, you know, we're just hoping and praying for the best. So I guess it's way too early for the doctors to project uh, how much he'll recover and how long it would take. Well, they said the area that was hit uh, pertains to speech and movement on his, uh, on his right hand side and, they said he's going to be, you know, if he survives, he's going to be in therapy and, uh, you know, uh, caretaker care for probably a very long time. And the way you described it, he was shot at pretty close range, huh? Yes. The bullet uh, 
went through his skull. I guess it was the, uh, uh, I guess it was about the size of a, of a quarter, 50 cent piece. That is never going to grow back. What happened was that at that point, the bullet entered his brain and fragmented. So. Was he ever concerned about, you know, crime in the area, particularly around that 7-Eleven? Did he ever express to you any concerns about something, you know, bad now, happening? Well, you know, we're all afflicted with homeless people everywhere at all times of the day and night. And But Jason was one of the most considerate, compassionate people you, you would ever meet. He had no enemies. He yeah, he excelled in, in electric work and car car repairs and and uh, he went to culinary school. I mean, and everything that he learned, if there was somebody he could help them with any of those things he learned, he did. What kind? Uh, he was just. What kind of work was he doing recently? Uh, he he's been doing construction and car repair. And, and did you say he has a family? Yes, my me, my wife. He's got uh, three children, two daughters and one son. His son is uh, currently in the Marines over in Okinawa. He has been for a year. He came back on leave. Uh, he's here. My, his other uh, daughter is a food server for a couple of restaurants. And his uh, youngest daughter, she's in school. She's seven years old. Oh, that's really tough. It is. He was just literally in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's... And that's what everyone said. The first people that said that were the detectives, and they were so sorry, you know, because it was just, you know, unprovoked. And and then, you know, we... Yeah, this guy is a, just a, a complete madman. He's just shooting and killing people yeah, for the sport of it. Friend. I, I didn't hear you. Could you repeat that? No, it, it's he's a real madman. I mean, he's just shooting and killing people for the sport of it. It's not even as the result of a, a robbery or uh, some kind of uh, fight or resistance or some plan. It's just he sees somebody and he shoots him in the head. That's that's yeah. the whole that's the whole crime there. If you think about it, you go to a Seven Eleven store. They don't ever have more than maybe two or three hundred in the register because they have to make their you know thirty minute deposits or whatever it is and. There's never enough money there to, you know, to want to go in and rob the place. Were there any so, witnesses, and who first came to your son's aid? Uh, the paramedics did after the uh, store owners called, and for some reason, I guess he might have put on a different pair of pants or something. He didn't have any ID with him, but he did have a cell phone. At that point, the uh, investigators started looking up the numbers, and we were the number on his cell phone that was called the most. And they, you know, called and told us uh, in that way. Oh, that must have been terrible. This is a middle-of-the-night call? Yes. Oh, that's the worst. It says that's... here that uh, it looks like, though, he's able to hear. He's able to hear you right now? Yeah. You know, it's really nice because as of yesterday late and then today, he will open his eyes and, and focus on certain things. He's focused on me. He's focused on his mom a lot. He's so strong, though. They've had to have uh, uh, a guy in there, you know, from the hospital. Uh, they have him restrained because he's trying to pull everything out. And it's just a big mess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we it's... have uh, we have some friends that, that started a, a what is that site? Uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. tell us. And, we'll, and we'll, uh, yeah, put, absolutely. We'll put it up on the website because this is going to be a lot of uh, expenses with this kind of recovery. Uh, yeah. You know, we were told by everyone that, you know, this is what we should do. And my friends came and said, here, we're going to let you sponsor this. And here's the story. And it's up right now. I, I saw it today. What's uh, what's the title of the GoFundMe? Oh, the GoFundMe yeah. You go to GoFundMe.com and it's Riverside 7-Eleven shooting victim, uh, 7-11-2022. Okay. Yeah, that's the day it happened. Okay. I can't even believe it. It's just incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody in this their... town, we, we were born and raised here. You know, he went to school here, and he knows everybody. And he doesn't have one enemy. We've never heard of any bullying with <laughs> Always seeing his people that are around him smiling, you know. What What is your general feeling just over what's going on in this whole state? Uh, just with all the crime and all the homelessness here. I mean, um, I believe it has to do with people that we stupidly elected. I believe it has to do with an inept governor that we have. And I think a lot of it has to do with all this woke nonsense and uh, the district attorney getting recalled in San Francisco and hopefully the one in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, well, I we are sure that when they find this guy, we're going to find that he's been in and out of the jail system probably numerous times. And I can't wait to find out wh how he got out. Which of the they propositions, have, uh, which of the uh, assembly bills, uh, which of the uh, new policies on granting parole uh, allowed this yeah. guy to be free. And I, I can't believe he hasn't killed people in the past. I can't believe this is well, his first week of picking people off. Well, the first week that he's gotten caught doing it on video is what we need to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hard world we're in right now. Everything's changed quite a bit in the last 10 years, not necessarily for the better, but uh, things are changing. Well, I, I looked up uh, GoFundMe uh, on my computer here, and yeah, the title is Riverside 7-Eleven Shooting Victim on 7-11-22, and it's, uh, it's for your son, Jason Harrell. And, uh, that's, that's correct. And so we, we're asking every if you're listening right now, if you'd go to that GoFundMe site and uh, make a donation, because as his dad, Steve, here said, um, the bullet went through the back of his head. He can't speak. He's paralyzed on one side. And it's going to be a long, long recovery. So if uh, you could go to the GoFundMe.com and uh, in the search box, type in Riverside 7-Eleven shooting victim, and uh, you will see the page. And, and please be as generous as you can. Because they, could I say one more, could I say one yes. more thing? Yes. Uh, there has been a reason I've listened to you guys for so many years. I did never expect it to be like this, but I wanted to thank you too personally. Well, well, Steve, we appreciate you're welcome. That. I'm our sorry. Thoughts are with you right now and your family. Sorry we had to meet this way, but we'll be there for you. If uh, you or anybody in your family needs any further assistance, please call us, all right? Thank you so much, you guys. I thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right. That's Steve Paul. Right. His son is Jason Harrell, and Jason Harrell was shot at the 7-Eleven in Riverside early Monday morning, just going there as a customer uh, by this guy they're now looking for, and 7-Eleven's offering a $100,000 reward. You can go to the uh, KFIAM640.com site, the John and Ken page, and we already have this GoFundMe link up on the page. 
so you can take Make a shortcut. Yeah. John and Ken, KFI. All right, just a quick reminder about that fundraiser on the website, KFIAM640.com. See if you can't help out uh, this poor man that was shot at the 7-Eleven. We, we have some, uh, uh, some breaking bad news. The L.A. County election officials announced this afternoon they will have to verify the validity of all 715,833 signatures submitted in the effort to recall the L.A. County D.A. George Gascon. The reason for that is they did a random sample. They took a look at 35,793 signatures. That's the 5% sample. And they found only 27,983 valid. What that means is it fell below the threshold of 31,179 valid signatures required to certify the petition outright. Good news is it was above the 25,510 signature threshold, which would have just rejected everything. So, so what, what, I did the math. It's a, it's a 22% rejection rate. If that holds for the entire pile of signatures, this will not qualify for the ballot. Now, it could be this 5% sample was not in line with what the rest will show, the 95% remaining. I, I wonder how they picked the 5% sample. I couldn't tell you that. I They sit there and just reach in and pull out 35,000. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, the petitions come with a bunch of signatures on it. There's not just one on yeah, each. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just it just depends, you know, what the locations are. I bet you some uh, areas are a little more conscientious than others. Yeah, they uh, must have mail, some sort of mail random in, method so mail, it doesn't mail look like. probably might be more accurate than people walking up. Yes. So. So they're saying that this process, they should have wrapped up by August 17th. That is checking now all the signatures, all 500 and, uh, well, they have 715,833 signatures, and we have to get 566,857 to be valid to get this on the ballot, but the 5% sample was not well, a It's good one. still early. It uh, sounds like it's going to be close. Uh, Petros Papadakis is here. He's uh, in for Conway tonight. Go Bears. Go. <laughs> What's popping? How are you? Where's Ken? Ken is uh, an I'm right here. Right oh, okay. Here. All right. He didn't want to talk about. I, I mean, I thought he'd, he'd react to my Cal thing. He's uh, the Pac-12 is done, Petros. I'm not going to talk I about know, it. your stinky school caused it. Well, they, Cal would have taken the offer too. I mean, they just weren't offered. But yeah, USC the, is bolting to what? Uh, the Big re Ten relocating to Nebraska now. I guess. Along with UCLA. Yeah, that's the shortest trip actually. <laughs> on the, uh, <laughs> it's a. Uh, they joined the Big Ten with yeah. UCLA, but it's a short step. There's probably not. Football makes too much money now. Yeah. Uh, in the college level, the revenue sports do, and it needs to get out from under the umbrella of the NCAA and Title IX and all of these things that have kind of held it back over the years because they need to get to a spot where they're actually paying the players because they're. Right. Hundreds of billions of dollars being made now. Could they just all go independent and get out of the NCAA? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's their that's, own private leagues. Yeah, they've headed in that direction already. I mean, that, the college football playoff that they created is yeah. not—that's not an NCAA trophy. I see. Right? They created like this committee out of nothing, and that was kind of the big alarm for the NCAA that they're losing power, which is why they've allowed people to bolt to different conferences, name, image, likeness, you know, all these different things. These dominoes have fall, fallen right. really quickly. Well, it's all falling apart. It really is. And yeah. it's really sad. I mean, for those of us who got used to watching UCLA play Cal and, you know, USC take the field at Oregon and Washington and vice versa, it really is like a death. But college football is one of those things that's always 
changing. Yeah. Cal's going to end up in some stinky. I'm worried. I'm worried about it. Conference. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm also worried that they will use this as kind of a crutch to get away from playing big time college football, yeah, which a lot will. of people there have been trying to do oh, for quite true. some time. Yeah, yeah. Right. they don't right. like they the football program. Yeah, they don't recruit. It's too yeah. masculine. Yeah. Much too masculine. Yeah, too much distance. Oh, I was a I was a football player at Cal, and uh, it took me about a day and a half on campus to realize that wasn't cool, and not to t- <laughs> not to tell it. It took me to see one guy in his underwear shimmy up the flagpole and light it on fire, <laughs> right by Sather Gate. <laughs> what do you got coming on tonight? Uh, well, they're going to make me do news. Uh, nah. So yeah, that's masks mandate. You, you and all probably that. read, you track the news too. I have to, yeah, because yeah. I live in the world. You have opinions on everything. So. Oh, I do, matter. but my opinions right. probably don't work here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Steve Gregory, I don't, I don't think I'll make it to coast to coast if I start giving my opinion. Uh, but Steve Gregory is going to be on to talk about all the stuff going on. And then we're going to have Alex on because he was with your boy Newsom, uh, Alex from Channel 11. Oh, Alex, Alex Michaels. Who was actually, he was at a USC event and uh, there was an explosion and it almost blew his head off. It blinded him. Really? Yeah, Alex, poor guy. But oh, he still I, likes USC. Oh, I, I thought you meant Newsom. No, no, no. His head is still intact. Well, barely. <laughs> uh, and then uh, my dad might come on. He's got a jazz oh. show. My dad's a jazz singer now. Yeah. Old broken down linebacker. And he sings at jazz clubs. So he's got a show we're going to promote, you know, for the older audience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> What are you implying? <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little All-Star game. My, my colleague Tim Cates is running around the building. And the, the All-Star game hadn't been here for 40 years. Yeah. For, and that's kind of a big deal, even though it's hard for me to get excited about it. Uh, all right. Well, All you're right. always excited. You're well, it's yeah. great to see you guys. Yes. Petros. Petros. Golden In Bears. For Conway. Yeah. Golden Bears. All right. Mark Golden Rodder Ruin. the news. KFI, yeah, KSD, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation. And gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.